Hi guys, how's it going? This is your boy Io, aka Alade the Hunter, aka Black Boy Joy. That's a new one, by the way. Thanks for listening and coming back to Off the Rails the podcast. Um, we really had a lot of fun making all these episodes, and I really hope that you guys have as much fun listening to it. Thanks for coming back once again. Listen and be blessed. Peace out. A town. What you thought was good there? They have upgraded the madness. Oh my god. It's not a lie now. Not Nigeria. From the airport. From the airport. Ah. But the Abuja airport is not bad. That's not the thing. Press then the flight come up for that side. Me say if I don't go Abuja airport, that place is fine. That place is big. No. The place where. Because press then the flight come up for that side. That Lagos airport is not jungle. Do you love Lagos now? Full job. Now don't go. Yeah, the first time I flew out of Lagos, true Lagos, so I went mm-hmm. to UK. I carry account. What this normal account? The powder. No, no, the powder. The powder on here. I carry it inside bag. I know, say for the that place that you check in, that's the outside. <laughs> I saw the guy open my bag, see more white stuff. He just said, "Ah, ah, 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 I'm people going to the guy and say, what's it more? They don't catch person with the carry cookie. <laughs> I don't think that can move. The guy carry knife, oh, he bust the leather. He said, oh, the same thing with this. He said, oh, get the phone, Pablo. The guy is. I said, wait a minute. He's carrying out with this. Guy, you're lucky saying that my dad will do that thing. Oh, oh boy. Because if my Yankee. Hey. No, but they'll test it. If yeah. Nyanki, they'll test they it. They'll test it. But they feel they feel my hand. They could just, yeah, they could first my hand. They could still do that. I get friends. And you probably miss your flight. I get guys. But just they will know say person of carry cocaine. I don't tell him shave your beard, bro. Is just shave your thing. I feel guy I know it's not fair, bro. Guy they talk no, I don't want to shave it for my mom. So he got his kid grandma. Last time Baba go Pakistan, he detained him for airport five hours. Wow. Just keep him for room. They ask him. Why did you go to Pakistan? That's where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> to visit? Why are you upset? No, yeah. All these prejudices. Why did that kind of guy not Yeah, people don't come off for you. Yeah, Yes, now, now, sorry. Let's support now. You know what that you? only one person can accompany inside the airport. Inside the airport? Just, is it? Just it's even one person. You don't like last time, last time I went, it says you not, if you are not traveling, you can't enter. The whole airport, though, not like yeah, security. Yeah, the whole airport. No, like, not security too. As you enter the airport, airport, if you are not traveling, you before can't enter. You have to show your passport. You don't to Lufthansa or anybody to even do your thing. Like, just entering that airport, my sister pulled up, my mom was there. They were like, oh no, we only let the mother. They ask you, and the reason they let your mom see in is based on just respect. Respect. respect Normally, the rule, the, the, the rule now is that like if you are not traveling, don't enter the airport. That's stupid. That's just ridiculous. think about it. Like how can you tell me I cannot see off my own family? Is it because they don't have space? No, it's no, because. It. So there was a time when when they actually put that thing into There's effect no it was the Boko Haram the issue. Haram thing, yeah. They were bombing a lot of prominent yes. places, and we then there were threats on we the airport. Wait, this is recording. We don't know. Uh, that's how we used to start too. I, 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 I like to just start. Let everybody just. 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 Everybody just.
That's what we do. That's the method. Yeah. And then we go this your child play. I won't try. No problem. I did buy him. Business is my boss. Can you imagine? Shola, what you did? Shola, now you the way to our recording. I'm glad you went straight into it, Boko Haram. Yes, let's let's talk about it. Okay, start. Well, okay, well, 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 let's introduce. Yeah, we want to, I want to do intros and everything, but that's Shaladon, Shaladon X. He's coming. SJX. Stag the man. Hey. Stag Baba. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, this is Nigerian. Nigeria is important. If you know all the things I've said, and you want to say, my mama know the green. Say bring bring this one bring there carry a bow a bow I carry you because <laughs> guy, what time? My papa or oh, as but they just bring this one guy I carry you I wrap it wrap it the smell was strong bro. Nah, I wrap it wrap it. Guess when I guess when I come out. I wear suit that day. So I wear suit and then they move. You know go suspense in my bag is man. Like kako. Everyone else is short star, short star, I see you. Short star. How are you? How are you? How are you? Guys, how are you? Oh, yeah. Speaking of suits, that's the good idea. I'm flying local from Lagos to Akure. So I dehang my suit. This guy, much taller than me. I go like 6'3. But I say, ah, boss, give me this suit. I see you no good size. What's my. See, my guy, what do you want to do with this suit? I say, you just give me. See, you get three. See, no good size you. Even if I wanted to get it, it's not your size. Oh my god. Everybody want water? Yeah, just bring. That's what you did. That's what you did. You know what I mean? You remind me of. You remind me of your child. Okay, yeah, that world hall, eh, I think about that thing from time to time. That place was such a terrible place. Do you realize that? This is a, this is a higher institution. Babes could not pass front of world hall at all. They couldn't walk. Why? Is that your dorm? Yeah. Because of harassment? Yes. Yeah, the harassment was so bad. It was so bad. Girls could not walk in front of world hall. Do people like this? Cat calls. It was. It was crazy, like boys would just sit in front, and if boys are not in front from their window, do you know what I mean? One person would just shout something, next thing is 300, 400 odd yeah. boys just screaming, Hey, Saka, that's all, sister, see how's your leg be? <laughs> and I tell you, that's, that's, that's terrible. Niger. Sorry, God. The jungle. Huh. Oh, yeah, now. Think about that thing from time to time, man. Oh, yeah, now, most that. Where's the Bangkok University? Said name, they'll come and fight you. They'll come yeah, and fight you. They'll come and fight you. So, if you, if you are part of the. Then get visa, then come. <laughs> <laughs> What's that supposed to be? Please, please, please. I really don't like when people say that's not. That's not Tori Lane's. It's like, I don't know how Pop can get in here without a visa. <laughs> that's not the Instagram live. <laughs> I'm like, really? No, man. Niggas is bad. Alright, man. Okay, let's officially kick up the podcast. Um... That whole banter was like seven minutes, so that was like seven minutes of intro. That was amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we're back again, off the rails. Uh, we'll do small introductions. 
Jeffrey's not here today, but we have, you know, very strong men to help us replace him <laughs> to do amazing work. <laughs> oh, <we do. laughs> so we'll start the intros from, we'll just go like this. So. Okay. Ayo. What's up, everyone? It's your boy Ayo, aka Alade the Hunter, coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy Ovo, Ovio, no relation. It's Jake. Hey, it's your boy Stag, Shalai the African Giant, Black Lives Still Matter. Still, mm-hmm. still, justice for Bernatillo. Black lives always matter, forever. Well, my name is Shiji Akinde. I'm the guest today. Nice one, man. Yeah, it's Shalom, aka Odogu. So yeah, so yeah. I'm the only um, one without a nickname. No worries, we'll add it later. <laughs> um, before we start, I know. Well, let's 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 toast up real quick. Um, okay, now let's toast up real quick. Do. We'll have to do a customary shot before we start. Some people might not be involved, but... Yeah, I'm not really in the shot mode right now. I'll take a shot of water. Yeah, we did. It's one yeah. shot. It's just one. That's what I'm thinking. It's customary now. It's just it's one shot. It's yes. I'll put small for you. Small. Hold on. Let me even yeah. just... Put You're not... My want to go light. You have to... It's peer pressure, right? Yeah, it's yeah. peer pressure. <laughs> but the highest <laughs> order. That's the purest. That's the purest, yeah. So just, just do just one shot. You'll be alright. It's to, it's to loosen everybody up so that you can start talking trash. <laughs> no, if we see today. <laughs> okay. Why is this one so small? Please fill it up. Ah. <laughs> no, I don't need more. Okay. It's, it's, you're tall. Yeah. You have, there's a lot of... High tolerance. Exactly, there's a lot of kidney to cover. No problem. Okay, okay. we're ready. Okay. Alright, are we, are we ready? Yes. Alright then, um, I guess. Hello, already think I'm <laughs> Another one! Yes. <laughs> oh, no! No, wait, no, wait. My mind don't need already. <laughs> Alright, what's the toast, man? Um, to more life, to Black Lives Matter, and to. Yeah. Um, money, to George Floyd, to. Running away to Canada. <laughs> Canada <laughs> way. To hey. which one piece may they pass? Hey, Amen. May hey. they pick you in the lottery. Hey, Amen. <laughs> Alright, let's go. Mm. Okay. Alright. Um today we're talking about our motherland. I'm I, I guess our motherland. I guess. Because like my motherland's Canada, but like <laughs> uh, wow, wow. wow. <laughs> Someone asked me what's the color of my passport. I said it's color Canada. Don't, <laughs> <have any. laughs> don't upset me, please. Yeah, I've been in America. I've been in, I've been in Texas. <laughs> Born and raised. Don't look at my death certificate. That's it. Forget <laughs> it. Ignore it. Born and raised. Don't look at this. If you look there, something will say legal. <laughs> but that's not the truth. <laughs> it's, it's calligraphy. <laughs> Lagos, Texas. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. town. Yeah. South of Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, body, I've never been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, today we're going to be talking about Nigeria. Um, it's it's very. I feel like it's weird that we haven't spoken about this topic yet. It seems like something that we would have talked about by now. But yeah. I mean, we all our topics have kind of involved Nigeria anyway because. You know, some of us have lived there for a time against mm-hmm. our will. Against our will. 
joke, say, and the baby don't born. All those pictures when the baby just be angry. They say this baby was born in Nigeria. Don't fetch for your parents, like. Born in Lagos, you're like really dead, you couldn't enter Canada. Go, see? Just quickly, you couldn't even stop by. Just stop by, bro. Uh, Why are you doing like this? Why? Oh, it's nine months. <laughs> nine months, you could not go and just look at what they did doing inside Canada. <laughs> Very stressful, but it's okay. So, yeah, so I don't even know how we want to start with this Nigeria thing because there's so much to cover. Like, we have state of affairs as it is now. We can cover um, <laughs> politics in general. We can even cover history. Yeah, we so. CJ and I were talking yesterday. Okay. I think one thing I like is when we talk from our experiences, right? So mm-hmm. We're all Nigerians that came to Yaki. I guess. Right. And from our experiences, if you had like a little brother or cousin or family member yeah. or family friend that was 17, 18, looking to come to some country to go to school, what is their mindset, right? Like looking for the next 10, 20 years. Because we know the world is shaking. So okay. we have to go out, develop skills, because we may all come back to Nigeria and we can all come and be looking at each other. So from your experiences, what do you advise your little brother or your family member to do, right, or to think about as they plan their life in university and their careers and stuff like that? That's, that's crazy. But they live in Nigeria. Yeah, they live, of so course. Like, so we're not talking about Nigeria again. Yeah, they're <laughs> leaving Nigeria to study and we're saying, well, what's yeah. the advice for them wanting to come back, yeah. I guess? Yesterday, so. when, when you brought up that question, I thought about it in a way that um, looking at the Nigerian youth, like, or teenagers, mm-hmm. everybody, because let's be honest, like, maybe like 1% of us, probably less than 1% get the chance to, to study abroad, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But for the majority of Nigerians, like, so I, I would not really say what's the advice I'll give the ones going to study abroad because yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. those guys probably don't want to come back. Come yeah. I, I don't blame them. Like, yeah. you know, we said this, you know, like, what would you tell somebody if they leave? Would you tell them to stay and fight for Nigeria? Like, that's not their fight if they don't want to pick it up. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it really is a tough battle. Like if you are looking for a huge problem, go and tackle Nigeria. I think I just just yeah. that, that whole thing. I think the reason why I was one of those people who wanted to live in Nigeria. I wanted to mm-hmm. come here, get that degree, Same. you know, get the whatever it is that you get in America, and go back to Nigeria and live there. Right? I think it's very difficult because the problem with Nigeria is Nigeria. Like mm. like do you know what I'm like Nigeria. Yeah. Okay, so for example, I know I know um, and she pushed she chronicled her experience on Twitter, so a bunch of people might have read it. Mm-hmm. She's a medical doctor. Well, she graduated from med school in the US, right? Went back to Nigeria and wanted to use her own money to start to, to not statically, but like to help uh, people in IDPs. So like the IDP Those camps. Guys. Yeah, the camps where displaced people from like Boko Boko Haram, Haram. And mm-hmm. she wanted to use her own money. And she feed people yeah. and provide you know resources for those people in those camps, right? So she was going to she was set up an organization to kind of do all of these things. She went to apparently she had to get approval. She do, and when she put her thing on Twitter, she documented everything. She showed all the things they told her. She put emails back and forth between her and people that she was relating with. Long story short. They wouldn't let her do it because she refused to bribe them to do it. She's like, I want to use my own to money help your people to do what the government should be, should doing. be doing. And you're telling me to bribe, bribe you. Yeah. If not, I can't help the poor people. If not, you will not allow me go and do this thing. I I believe that one. Yeah, one hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? So I believe when that. you think about that, it's like 
the country itself. That's civil servant behavior. The country doesn't want you to help it. Oh, we have the little minority, those guys that are really benefiting from mm-hmm. Nigeria right now. Like, yeah. it's in their best interest for Nigeria to remain yeah. in its poor condition. In its way it is, man. And that includes the guys think, making money from subsidies. I think, I think, you know when they say the head is, the head is bad, the body is very bad. Mm. So, um, as much as the head is also bad, most of us Nigerians actually were actually more corrupt. Than, <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm very honest. Yes, we, I agree. We, we, we see it we love, everywhere. We, I agree. We love us. We love shortcuts. Our Because <laughs> <laughs> you think about the we guys that are always talking about. Our <laughs> <laughs> You think about the people that are always talking about police this, police mm-hmm. that, police that. If you get, and I always ask people this question, like, people who live in Nigeria, like, we're always talking about, oh, police is corrupt, you take bribe. And I'm, I ask them, like, if you get into, if, like, if you commit a traffic offense and they stop you, would you rather bribe that guy one k two k or have them impound your car, then go there do the normal legal process pay seventy k? Most people will say no, yeah. and it's like so you want to bribe them, but you don't want them to collect bribe except exactly. when it's convenient for you. Well, yeah. for for that one, okay, I can. So that's kind of like being a, a victim of the system in that sense. So that one obviously you rather not do this yeah. than do that, yeah. right? So I can understand. <laughs> but for me, where for me where this this characteristic is, is really highlighted, even though that's a good example, for me where it's really highlighted is when you give an average Nigerian a small modicum of power. Just exactly put somebody in charge of small gates, man. This gate. <laughs> just this gate. Small and and a woman is walking by because he's in charge of this gate. Don't come near, you know, or... Let me give you an example. Everyone went to the U.S. Embassy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who does most at the U.S. Embassy? The Nigerian people outside. (laughs) (laughs) Please, Jack. They're always screaming, Hey, if your passport is not... Live here! And if only you relax. If they pull it in front, put it in a clear folder, please stand up here, please sit down. You, madam, madam, that's not where we told you to stay. Madam. Please, as you sit down, sit down like this, then come around the chair, then come around I'm like, oh god, you and us, you are used to, you are not going to the America to be like, relax. But if you went to Nigeria then, you have to obey, you'll be like, which is the one that will give us the visa out. Relax. But another thing is, like, my dad worked with Navy, right? And we had those, this Navy emblem everywhere, mm-hmm. like in our cars and everything. And there are times where I would be the traffic, and police would just stop me. I'm like, I'll wind down, like, guy, you know the see face? Mm-hmm. You know they see this thing? Mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, that's a no vex, no vex, no vex. As much as you know it's wrong, wrong yeah. but you know, like, it's a benefit for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 It goes back to what I said in a previous episode, that, like, human beings are not bad or good. Human beings are just inherently opportunistic. That's the only thing I think I feel comfortable describing human beings as. Human beings are inherently opportunistic. If they can get away with something, it's not necessarily bad. The the heart of man is very weak. <laughs> I, I, I don't think people are necessarily bad because you see people with the potential to do really evil things still have the potential to do really good things. Yeah, I just feel like people are opportunistic. If they feel like they can get away with it, yeah, I agree with that sentence. If I if they feel like or if we yeah, if we feel like I can get away with something, we can get away with something. Why? Why you probably do? You probably would. And in Nigeria, you can get away with shit as long as you have money. Let's talk about solutions. Yeah, yeah. So back to your original question, right? Because system is bad. 
Okay. okay. People are bad. Leadership is bad. People are bad. So as a why are we still doing this? So thing? as <laughs> giving up by so, but but as we are like let's say young Nigerian professionals in diaspora. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. What do we have control over? You have control over what the kind of work you do, where you spend your money. Right. You have control over. I don't know who you try and help. Right. Like yeah. you said, that girl she finished med school. She went back to try and help. Did not work. So. If you are like giving advice to somebody that is about to start their life, about to enter that position of, I can start my life and I could potentially make impact, what would you, you know what I mean? I think of your 17 year old self, right? What would you tell your 17 year old self? Mm. So think about that. What would you tell Honestly, that's a just a tough question. My 17 year old self just wanted to have fun. <laughs> like I was, I was coming to America, I'd seen these movies. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm just out here to party and get a good GPA, graduate, go back and work for Shell <laughs> or Excel. Yeah, and that was like the idea. But after we got here, it was like, man, life is sweet here. This yaki, this yaki sweet too. It's sweet small, And I don't blame anyone who does not want to go back to Nigeria. So like, if you say mm-hmm. no, you're never going back. I don't blame anyone, but. To answer your question about what we need to study, like what young people need to study, um, I think we need everything in Nigeria. We need yeah. doctors, we need nurses, mm-hmm. we need eng- we need civil engineers, yeah. we need electrical engineers. Like these roads in Texas, we're talking about the roads in Texas. Yeah. Like I'll go and I'll be looking at these bridges, one flying above the other yeah, in Texas, yeah. and in Nigeria we don't have roads with sidewalks. So, like. The engineers yeah. not think I should put sidewalk on this <laughs> yeah. so that people can walk. Even like, I think so. This conversation is Nigeria is a whole series to be honest. To be honest, because I'm thinking it's about how series, I, yeah, I'm thinking about like how many different ways we can talk about. Yeah. So if we're talking about like what things to change in Nigeria, right? To like I said, we could talk about the history of Nigeria in the sense that like. The problem that Nigeria has today is because of the history yeah, of yeah, the system that. that has started. But we can even dive in. What we need in Nigeria, I think you need to find a connection between industry and education. Here's what I mean. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of professors in the U.S. who teach... Okay, so I graduated with a master's in finance in, in the U.S., right? And what I came to realize in doing a finance degree in the U.S. was that, like... A lot of the professors who teach finance, a lot of the really popular guys that like they quote in textbooks and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. These people get paid by industries. So mm-hmm. um, the big investment banks and the big um, they pay them for like their models, yeah, the big funds and everything. They, they pay them to run researchers mm-hmm. to come up with models mm-hmm. to better make profit or to better you know you know uh, profit off the market, right? So these people, these men, for example, Farmer French, right? These are people who came up with models because their research was funded by companies, right? So, when these people come up with these models, obviously, they present their models first to the companies who have paid them for it. Those people who now, you know, now, you know profit off the model that they've paid for, and which is fine. But what that means is that they are funding research that the professors are doing. That, by uh, extension, now trickles down to what the students are learning. Mm-hmm. So there's a direct correlation between what the industry needs and what the students are being taught. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. As opposed to how it is in Nigeria, there's no big company funding research for professors. 
So there's a big drop off between what you learn in school and what you graduate and go and do when you get a job. Exactly. There's a big question mark with that. First thing is, we don't even have industries. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, like, so we don't have that one thing. So, I agree with your point. Yeah. It, it's it's crazy. crazy. It's but crazy. We don't because have go, go ahead. Go ahead. So the reason I was asking is because with everything with that happened with COVID, right? What the world has seen is that there are a lot of jobs, a lot of jobs that people can do from anywhere in the world. Yeah. As long as you have internet. So even though people in the short term will probably see some life of style improvements in that, okay, let's say you used to spend, I don't know, 10 hours a week, or let's say seven hours a week commuting in traffic, right? You may not have a commute anymore. And so let's say if they're paying you the same, in a way, you're now getting paid more because there's less stress there's in your less life. Stress in your life. Stress you have but less money to spend on gas. What's, what's going to happen now is that you can see somebody get a job in New York and live in Texas. Texas, yeah. Exactly. You know, and then now you're having a big disparity. Now you're getting a huge pay rise. But then the New York company cannot say, "Why should I go hire the Texas guy when I can hire an Indian guy? Yeah, India. When I can hire a Bengali guy?" And when I can hire, country, mm-hmm. and then we, we need to now start country. making them think. When I can hire a Nigerian, Nigerian guy, guy. so oh, that's because especially <laughs> exactly my point. Oh, 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 so, so, oh, so my mind went there. People are people are spoiling our name. Right? <laughs> because if you hear internet and Nigeria, if, if I was white, I'll start stressing out. What do you think? What do you think would happen if EMCC enters this room? Then go back us. Laptop. Alcohol. Listen, there's Bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but already we're only guys. Face cap. Face cap. I think I think it's uh, and that's so a big a big thing that I have a problem with is the tech space in Nigeria, right? I think I feel like there's so much room for the tech space in Nigeria to grow. And I think there's a lot of growth currently happening. But I also think that there is specific people frustrating that tech space in Nigeria one. Uh, I would like to have there are a few people that come to mind that I want to have to talk on like all those kind of things, but I think there are a few people because they operate in that tech space. So they are directly affected by those things. But there's a few people like frustrating that tech space in Nigeria one. But then two, the general narrative of the Nigerian prince, that's the Nigerian scammer. Yeah. He's making it so difficult for the Nigerian tech guy, who is a tech guy, mm-hmm. to get jobs outside of Nigeria, yeah. even to get jobs within Nigeria, yeah. it's problematic yeah. because now you're comp- you're competing with someone that is really on par with you, or maybe not even, no, maybe not even on par with you, yeah, maybe no. even below, so, simply because there is a narrative over the country that as a young man with a laptop, you are a scammer. Yeah. And the problem is not just that the world views you that way. The problem is that even the Nigerians view yeah. you. Yeah. 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 And it, it's, it's very, and there are so many, especially like our East Tech, for example, there are so many Nigerians that are ultra talented. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. like my dad was exactly. telling me, he used to, my dad used to work for this company that did, um, it was an internet service provider, right? And one, they had a problem in the company that they were trying to retrieve some data and nobody knew how to get data from servers. One guy, as a hobby, learned machine language. As a hobby, a guy. <laughs> went and read how to code and this is a, not a trivial thing right and he did this by himself this guy works for he, i think he's in houston now and he goes to i don't know whether he goes to rice or uh but 
he works for European companies while going to school here. Whereas when he came to school here, they were not able to get the jobs in Europe, right? And so now you have somebody that was ultra talented, right? Just sitting back, you know, he wasn't able to leverage the opportunity. And there are many people like that in Nigeria. Yeah. And the reason I ask, right, tech is an easy one to bring up, but CG brought up things like um, construction, healthcare, so right? I, I think those things are very important. Yeah. 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 So, so, but, but what's the, but what's the, like I said, think of your 17 year old self, right? Like if I was to give advice to my 17 year old self, I'll say, maybe still do mechanical engineering, yeah. but do a minor in computer science, because that's now the skill that will help you to leverage your mechanical engineering at the widest range. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think the reason why this conversation is hard to mm-hmm. have is because of systems. I think there's so much that there's only so much that you can do mm-hmm. actually because there's systems in place that frustrate the efforts that you make and that's why it's yeah. a half measure so exactly. when i think about yeah. advising like what, what advice i give to myself honestly the advice is my guy all the things you're talking about going back forget it yeah because and, and here's why because I think about the fact that like i could go back to nigeria today okay so i i work in a branch of finance right now that i don't want to work in Right? Don't say that too loud. No, no, no. The company, you guys, you guys are fine. Yeah. I just don't. It's not the branch that I set out to. It's it's fine for now, but it's not the ultimate goal, right? So I have, uh, I have, I've worked in investment banking, and I intend to go back to investment banking. And like, people can't afford to fire me. You need me. <laughs> so I intend to go back to investment banking. I worked in investment banking in Nigeria, mm-hmm. right? Um. Here, I don't work in investment banking. Mm-hmm. But I think about the fact that, like, the brand of finance I work, I work in now doesn't pay as amazing, but it gives me the freedom to do a lot of other things that I'm able to do at the moment. It's fine. I, however, think about the fact that in a global scale, and I don't mean, like, uh, I'm adjusting for, like, uh, I'm adjusting for, you know, standard of living, income differences. I'm saying what I earn now allows me to at least live comfortably mm-hmm. with the current standard of living here where I am mm-hmm. as opposed to what I earned working a really good job in Nigeria living in Nigeria yeah. do you know yeah. what I mean so yeah. it's like yeah. you have to now start to think about the fact that you can go to these places make amazing grades you know get the best knowledge go back to Nigeria to practice in that field that you want to practice get the best of the best jobs in that industry and on a global scale Still fall short of your contemporaries in other countries. Yeah. So it's like, would I advise Where's myself? The now, there? Do you understand? Like, would I advise myself now, thinking, thinking, knowing that now, would I advise myself mm. to go out, get that degree, and go back to Nigeria when I can use that degree to work somewhere else yeah. and be better? So uh, I guess I've been soaking it all. I haven't really said much today. So everything you both have said exactly. It's because the system is really the key. That's the linchpin in this entire conversation. If there's any advice we need to give anybody that is young, if like somebody wants to change anything, you we have to double root the whole system. This is exactly we have to scatter it. That's the advice. Don't work in your favor. I love that. That's the advice. Double root the system because there's no other way to work. It can't work. Do you understand? You said in tech, there's some people, and these things some people are making. They're done intentionally, and when something is done intentionally. You can't change. It's not like it's by mistake. It's by design. If you bring awareness, yeah, it's by design. So when you talk about stuff like this, it's the same way America's system. People say the system is broken. The prison system is not broken. 
is, is by design, which is why the whole defund the police movement is a, it's not change the police. It's defund. It's defund the police or defund the. You cannot. So that's number one. Then number two, you, you mentioned this briefly. We also need to, if you want to tell anybody something to study, we need to study history because. Knowing what happened in the past is extremely important to, to changing what because if we don't know and yeah, the, the history they teach us in Nigeria is complete bullshit. It is we're learning about Mongo Park. Who the fuck is Mongo Park? Like all those all those social studies social is rubbish. Oh, yeah, we, useless in that we don't learn anything. See, do you remember when um it was in, shout out to Bonner Bon honestly because me, our free pop Bonner, he doesn't need it. That <laughs> clip he put on the beginning of um another story. Now led me to go and watch that documentary on YouTube. The, that clip is literally a direct excerpt. Yeah, yeah. One about the Royal Nigerian Company. Yeah, so that clip is from it, and it's like an hour and a half long documentary. It's crazy to me like that people. So and I did. I watched that thing and I was glued to it. I was like, so, wow, wow, history is this. It's crazy to me that it was Bernard that put people on that thing because like Jesse Jacks did a whole album how many years ago? Literally called the Royal Nigerian Company. And no, like, no, not the Royal Nigerian Company. That's just a part of it. Yeah, it like, was a part of it, but like I thought, like that yeah. was where I kind of first heard about it and mm-hmm. went to. And this was years ago, and I was like, how are people just listening to this thing now? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Let me ask you guys this. What's the significance of May 30th to you in Nigeria? <laughs> now, this one was a bit. The reason why I asked this was because I was actually looking for it. Mm-hmm. So that's when, like, the Civil War, the Biafra War yeah. ended. Mm-hmm. And why don't we talk about that? Like that that war killed that war was three million people. So I think I think before we, before we even get before we even get to the war, I think okay. So I feel like we've transitioned. It just goes to history. Yeah, yeah. we've transitioned to history, history. So I feel like we can as well start to talk about the history of Nigeria, right? Uh, I've reading or learning or even watching stuff about the history of Nigeria is one of the things that I somehow for some weird reason enjoy to do, right? And so I found a clip a while ago where um, uh, Shion Kuti was talking about how uh, Nigeria, that we can't fix the problem because the country... Oh, yeah, I know, I've seen the video, I can help. He said that the white people, this is what they did, Mm -hmm. that we don't know what's going on. So if we want to fix the thing, we have to go and call them back. <laughs> so people, people, people argue. People, okay, people, talk, about, so. people talked about uh, like what I saying that we should go back to colonialism. Da, da 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 da. So let me kind of put my own light to what, what 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 I took from what he said and what that led me to figure out. Right. I get very stressed when people talk about Nigeria being colonized. I think um, it it's not wrong, but it kind of just like. It puts this kind of weird cover over the whole thing because like a lot of countries were colonized but like nigeria wasn't exactly colonized nigeria was amalgamated right so they went to the niger area there were several different tribes living on their own they were not one country they were not nigeria yeah. they colonized each of those individual places then eventually dragged us together mm. and formed one country and said this is nigeria that's where the big problem starts from now the reason why they did that was because they came to Nigeria and you had three major tribes. You had your Igbo, your Yoruba, your Hausa. The Igbo people were very democratic. Yes, they had kings and rulers, but they had a council of elders that used to come and make the decisions. So it wasn't a unilateral space to make to kind of make decisions. You didn't have one person that was going to say yes and everybody was going to follow it. Mm-hmm. However, in the north, it was the opposite. The west was kind of mixed, but in mm-hmm. the north, it was the opposite. They had the rulers. Now, the rulers... Other than just being rulers, were also viewed as religious leaders. 
So doing what the ruler said was more than just a civic duty, it was also a moral duty. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you could control the person at the top in the north, it's easy to control everybody, everybody else. Yeah. Whereas you didn't get that in the east. And it was it was mm. easier yet not as not as, not as easy kind of in the west. Right. Do you know what I mean? So they brought Nigeria together. Know, that's why they and then put the northern, the northern they supported the northern people to put them in places of power mm. to make it easier to control, control all everything. the other parts of Nigeria. Yeah. Do you get what makes sense? So 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 that's what <laughs> that till date the northern eventually it was to line up their own pockets. Yes, yes. That was the main was line up their own pockets. Yes, <laughs> that, that was the main But they put that in power and they supported the north they could to and put them in places of power. So you had like your northern premiers, you had your your eastern premiers, you had your western premiers, but they all still at the end of the day, reported to a the head prime, of state or a prime minister who was northern. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And in several different specific positions of power that were key, they put northern people in power because they knew that northerners were easier to control. And by default, they could control the rest of the country. I, I would not say northerners are easier no, yeah, to control. The reason why northerners are easier to control is not because you go there and you control all the north. It's because if you can convince someone's one word is law kind if you can, of. If someone's word is law and if you can convince that person who makes the decisions that your interests and my interests are aligned it's, all you have to do is convince that guy that we're on the same team if you convince that guy that we're on the same team he will tell everybody else what to do and he will do that you, you can't achieve it. that in the west yeah. you can't achieve that in the east and yeah, that was yeah. and that and that was the difference right mm. now where that now went to was this right you now see a lot of now Igbo people were generally more industrious people they had this belief that like the reason why the Igbo people were that way is because the Igbo people had this belief that like they were the ones who started that narrative that like a man who uh, is driving his father's car should yeah, not be yeah. talking where you know men who bought their own the they believe so much in you going out to achieve your own yeah. that's why a, a man who could wrestle in the village was generally the richest person because he was viewed as the strongest guy he could do this he could do that he had multiple farms he had amassed a lot of wealth for himself while you went to places like the north the Westerners, I think, from what I've read, were more eager to seek education. So at the time, the Westerners were the most educated group of people in Nigeria. The Northerners, on the other hand, lived a very casual, free life. They mm. wanted to do as little as possible to, to be because they believed that a lot of their life was consecrated to their religion. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like all of these other things seemed like vanity. Right? Yeah. But then you had a lot of them going into the military. If they were not doing regular pedantic uh, services or jobs, right? The where that now translated to is this: when they amalgamated Nigeria, and then you had people migrating to several places, you now have a lot of Igbo people in the north. You have Alsa people in the east. You have um, Yoruba people in in the north, mm-hmm. in the east. All those kind of things, right? But the Igbo people went with the same mentality that they had to build businesses to. You know, start companies and all those kind of things, and it was not like they were they were starting the greatest companies, but they were starting companies, or even if it was just the guy that is selling clues on the street, mm-hmm. and they were starting yeah. businesses of their own. Then, the war started. Now, the way the war started, there's conspiracy theories around the way the war started. See how you did it. What's what's your conspiracy theory? I don't, I don't have a conspiracy theory. I'm just going based off of the conspiracy theories that I've heard, right? The conspiracy theories... So, it started with the coup. The coup that Agui Ironsi took over from. But Agui Ironsi wasn't the one. So, and that's, I need to go and find my sister's teacher. He didn't lead the coup. I need to go and find my sister's teacher. They took us 
because they thought us rubbish. They didn't teach us. There were different stories. It's not that they taught us rubbish. They didn't teach us. They didn't teach us. That's why Fela said, teacher, don't teach me nonsense. Agu in Russia didn't lead the coup. Agu in Russia was actually charged to arrest and execute the people who led the coup. Right? The people who led the coup were arrested. Now, the people who led the coup were of different tribes. There were Alsa people, there were Igbo people, there were Yoruba people in there. Yeah. Why there was a conspiracy theory was that like the Igbo people actually planned it because coincidentally, um, Nambi Azikiwe, who was um, prime minister at the time, I think, or head of state at the time, president, 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 president really, yeah. was out of the country at the time. And, and the um, Eastern Premier was the, not much. The Eastern Premier was, was away as well. He was, he was there, but he, he, was, yeah, but he, he was, was there. For he some reason, he was away yeah. from where he was supposed to be. So he yeah. wasn't murdered. Mm-hmm. However, you know, Northern... Akitola from the West was murdered. Was murdered. Amadou Bello Amadou from Bello the was North murdered. was murdered. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, the Igbos planned it, but they make it look like they planned it. Then they now put the Igbos in charge to... They now put Agui in charge to handle the thing. Then Agui now, you know, cuts the people and then was now made head of state. And it was like... But we, we should really talk joke. about why that actually happened. Um, you said something about the evils going to the north. Yeah. And they were in Kaduna, they were prosperous, mm-hmm. they were doing yeah. things. So, and this still happens to this day, by the way. Yeah, it still happens. And um, you will see where you have qualified evils in the military. Yeah. Or qualified Yorubas and evil men trying to get into the military. And because the military was controlled by the north. They would not let them. They in. wouldn't let them. And this is off. a real thing. This is a video where Amadou Bello, um, one of the leaders in Nigeria, then said it. I was like, oh, the reason why he does not like the Igbos is like, if you bring an Igbo man video. on yeah. the farm, um, he doesn't just want to. He wants to take over. He wants to take over. He wants to take over. He yeah. wants to build his own farm, mm-hmm. which that's is okay. Yeah. It's just ambition. And that was what was going on in the military, and that's why yeah. Kaduna is yeah. Yergo, and those guys actually did that coup because they didn't seize power for themselves. They actually went and gave it to the most senior yeah. Igbo guy. Yeah, they gave it to the most senior they Igbo guy. They gave it to the most senior Igbo guy. It, just, it just so happened that like too many Igbos in power escaped the coup. Or I guess the things I'm that would have fallen I'm from sure the coup. It was planned. So it was the point is that there was not adequate proof to say they did this, but like based off of how it looks. Yeah. I think Kaduna Kaduna did this in his thirties. I think <laughs> I think he's a bad guy. I, I the problem like was that like so you had I guess the northerners the, the vexed. So they started to kill Igbo people in the north. Right? So because of that Igbo people said, please come back home. Igbo people fled, leaving their businesses. Yeah. Northern has to go those businesses. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And... and that for the Civil War? This was just before. The, this was just before. This was, so this was what started the Civil War. Right? So they started to kill a bunch of Igbos in, in, in the north. Right? That was after Gowon. Was that after Gowon? Gowon retaliated. Yeah. Um, assassinated Agui and Ransi. Yeah. Yeah. Became president. Became, yeah. So after Go One. So when Go One became when president. When Go One became president, then started doing well, head of states. I or guess. Head of, head of states. states. When Go One became head of states, then the northerners started to kill Igbo people in the in the north, right. right? And then Igbo people started to flee for their lives. Kind of like if you find it difficult to know what that's like modern. They think of modern day xenophobia in South Africa, right? Yeah. So the Igbo people started to flee, and obviously they were running for their lives. So they were not packing. 
they are doing, doing they left businesses, they left businesses, property, left properties, left houses. Do you understand? Yeah. And the people there at the time took over those things. Obviously, those are the northerners, right? The northerners took over those properties. So, first of all, the northerners had been fast tracked to positions of power and wealth by the British people, right? right. Then the ones that the Igbo people had fought for and made for themselves in the north. They had now had to leave those, and then Northerners had now even taken care, taken over. And this is why the reason why they talk about this is because Ramadan wasn't well. It was it was a little while ago, but when when Ramadan came around, you know, Arawa Twitter was flexing with like crazy cars. Oh yeah, people were like, people were like, why is there so much like? How do you people have despite between worlds? Like you have some crazy rich people and yeah, some yeah. crazy poor people. That's why you have some very crazy rich people in the north and some very crazy poor people in the north yeah. because. How some people are not necessarily by tradition industrious in the way that they are. They want to live a simple life. But the people who were fortunate enough to take over power took over generational wealth. Exactly. So they will pass that wealth down from generation to generation. generation. And it's, it's enough for them to keep passing down. I love my house of brothers and sisters, but the, the generational wealth a lot of them have is from government. Yes. Holding government positions. Yeah. And that whole civil war thing, you know, before the war even started to, you know, Ojuku. Yeah. Uh, General, General Ojuku, like, whose father was not the richest man. Yeah, his that was really rich. Yeah. Um, definitely one of the richest. Apparently, you know, before the war started, they went to Ghana. Yeah. Yeah, they had a... Some, yeah, summit in Ghana. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They were all there. Yeah, all there. Yeah. Go on, agreed. They were all there. Yeah. 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 So, oh my God. Yeah. The rumor, the rumor is go on, agreed. Go on, agreed to terms according to what? According to according to what people say. Go on was like, Ojuku said, "This is what we want. This is what we want. This is it. This is it. This is it." Go on was like. We can't do this, but we'll do this. Everybody, they, they said, okay, fine. They shook hands. They made the party. They, they agreed. And then they came back to Nigeria and gone was like, all those are going to the yard for dinner. Now, now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they came back and did this one. Are you serious? The Igbos the, the were really, really frustrated mm-hmm. because a lot of the resources pushing Nigeria forward then was coming from the south, the east. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oil, industrialization, that was really pushing Nigeria forward. And... They could not get in position of power. They were not. They are not the leaders of the country. They mm-hmm. have to submit to um, those guys at the top, which is still going on today. Exactly. You have. Um, I don't mean to throw my daughter, brothers and sisters under the bus again, but you have states like Zafar who contribute yeah. very little and yeah. for government allocation. And then they now do landmass for government allocation. Yeah. That's, that's what yeah. that's yeah. what they do, like government yeah. allocation. Really and you amazing. have the states yeah, pumping the pumping resources. The resources you but they don't have as much land. You have the deltas, you have yeah. the biosas and yeah. Like they, I was opportune know, I was opportune to work do my IT at NMPC and Getting there was just basically northern and southern. Yeah. And it wasn't like they I don't want to say they were not qualified for the position. Like going to offices, you could see them just on Facebook. But the times where you see their salaries <laughs> it's crazy. And you could see this man can be the head of this position. His brother is his brother brother is just the next office. Yeah. So that power has always been. That was what frustrated the people exactly. to start the Afra. Exactly. And 
what we still did, to what do. we did to yeah. what we did to the evils um, for because I'm Yoruba, and um, the final thing was led by Obasanjo, mm, yeah. was the one who dismantled the army, and then Awolo was the one who gave them peanuts after they reintegrated them mm. back to Nigeria. It was like, oh, whatever you had before. Doesn't matter. I was yeah, like, I think it was like five pounds or yeah, two. Yeah, they, they give everybody. Nigeria owes evil people so much. The way we talk we about, we do, and it's been coming up on Twitter a lot. We need to. The way we talk about, what's the most thing we talk about in America for black people? Reparations. We owe them reparations. We one hundred percent we owe them reparations. We need to do what they did in South Africa. We need to do right by them. But you, what people actually scared of? And speak about our feelings. This war that the Igbo people want to start will not last more than three weeks. That they don't, they are not equipped to to take to handle this war. And Gomon said, "You people will be surprised." I said, "Gomon." Um, Ojuku said, "Ojuku said, people will be surprised at the capacity that we have." I, I, I love the way Ojuku speaks. And Ojuku handled that war alone for one year, as in him and his resources. And there were British uh, people in Igbo camps teaching them war. Um, yeah, and then they America, they Nigeria they, camp. With the CIA, have you? No, no, no. Wait, France, it was so it was so it was it was the it was the it was the British and the Americans supporting the Nigerians in question, right? Mm-hmm. To fight that war, they were providing them weapons. They were providing so Elf Oil was it was well before it became privatized was France was French owned, but mm-hmm. French government owned. So and all the oil reserves at the time were predominantly in the east mm-hmm. and, and the south and the south, right? Which were all eastern, which were all like eastern protectorates at the time. Yeah. So they were the Biafra. Protectorate, right? Yes. So they were now looking back in Biafra, supplying yeah, yeah. them the weapons. Were, it wasn't the British. So the French were supporting the French. Were, the French were backing Biafra to line their own pockets. Yeah, of course. The always. British and the Americans <laughs> were backing always. Nigeria always. to line their own pockets. Always. Always. Then the Nigerians and the Biafrans were fighting, and then the white people sat at the back and killing each watching other, watching them yeah, kill each other, and whoever wins to the winner goes the spoils. Three yeah. million. And given that it's Nigeria, that could even be a lie. It might have been. It was six. Plus, Nigeria committed war crimes against Biafra. Yes, we did. One hundred percent. Did you see the? Did you see Nigeria? Those, Nigeria those children systematic. and these children are people's parents today. So scared. So to even to even give context to what that yeah. is, Nigeria systematically. You saw it, Abi. So you will see Nigeria systematically. Um, the systematic cut off um, lines of supply for, for food, for food for, and yeah. resources yeah. back into Biafra, yeah. into mm-hmm. Biafran territories, right? So what that meant is Biafrans had to live off of what they could produce on the ground, which one was already difficult because they were fighting the war. Because they were bombing the ground. And they were bombing the ground, yeah. right? So it was already difficult. So there's, you know how you see those pictures where you see a lot of people with Pashoko? That is where yeah. Pashoko actually came from. Yeah. The fact yeah. that like, like Biafrans couldn't yeah. access protein. Google, they, had to, they had to feed a lot of starch. If you Google Pashoko on Wikipedia, the picture says one of the many children with 
Kwashiorkor in relief camps during the Biafra War. Yes, that was where Bia- that's where the Kwashiorkor epidemic started from, because Nigeria systematically refused by the Geneva Convention. So you can't, you yeah. can't. We we need to have those discussions. We need this is so needed. I really understand where For I see older Nigerians. And They're so jaded. Um, I can never trust your rubber people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, ah, nah, I, like, I don't like outside. Like, mm-hmm. some people yeah. will straight up tell you. Yeah. And I do not blame them. We as kids, we don't know it because we, we don't know when never They yeah. never educated us mm-hmm. on purpose. Yeah. Like, primary school, social studies, like you said, we're like, amalgamation of Nigeria. I didn't even know what the what word What did the word even mean? mean? <laughs> what did the word even mean? Like, we didn't even know. I did not know. I mean, if I say something like civil war from 1967, that's what they'll say, and that's they'll leave it there. They do not say May 30th. Mm -hmm. Nobody said anything about this is a very special day for us because this was the day we ended um, the war war. war and we became a union again. And you know, like no one says anything about that. They think just by erasing it, yeah, it's just gonna disappear. It's not going. It's not going to because the scars are there. The scars are there. Like, Nigeria, literally, Nigeria as a country, right, will be 60 this year, right? Yeah, yeah it's actually the Yeah, point. Nigeria will be 60 this year. Yeah. So you think about the fact that, like, a number of our parents are over 60. Oh, yeah. So this war happened in their, in their lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they witnessed it as young Just yeah, they were young they children. They witnessed this war happening, right? So we talk about this thing like it's so long ago. Mm-hmm. But like so we're not talking about we're not talking about two generations away. Like it's, it's one, one generation one. Just upstairs. Yeah, just upstairs. You still the fighters. Like, so exactly. So you you're you're saying you're you're seeing a country of people that have so much distrust for each other mm-hmm. because they live in a time where they had to have distrust for each other. Yeah. Right? It's not like the head of the stories or mm-hmm. this is their personal experience. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing you can see to convince them otherwise. So when we come together in our own generation and we don't understand what they're talking about and we're like no but do you think there was a good reason why they didn't intentionally tell us to just yeah they had a reason the tribalism that could no, but that's not true it, because it, most of your it socialization is from your parents their goal was not to cut up the, the tribalism their goal was actually to enhance it mm-hmm. if yeah. you ask me because to this day they have designed the system in such a way that how, how will Anibo man become president? That's, that's, Let's think about think that. about the fact that yeah. the system in Nigeria right now, if you live in that system, right, is still set up the way it was sixty years ago. Mm-hmm. Such that like it is so hard for Igbo people to climb to positions of power, and I mean n- national mm-hmm. positions of power. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of the people who not power south. Do you understand? <laughs> and now you now start to think about things like when they argue about the way Nigeria is run, they argue about contribution to you know gdp and you know national wealth right and you see that the north benefits so much while contributing so little right you now start to have those conversations where do you get those answers from because the country is not having those conversations now has not changed the way the system is the mm-hmm. system is still set up that way it's not as if people who are now coming into power are doing things differently, differently they are yeah. doing things the same, same way, same way yeah. things have always been done all right so now you now have a bunch of people asking questions because now they don't know why we're here? They don't know yeah, where we came exactly. from. Mm-hmm. Now they ask questions that are, exactly. why are we doing things like this? What is the purpose? What no one knows need? because exactly. they didn't teach us. And they don't want to tell you why we're here. Exactly. That's why okay. those conversations okay. are necessary. I need to have this conversation. And another thing you need to yeah. think about is uh, the fact that you don't see a lot of nothing people in America. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they are comfortable. They tend to go back home. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, with your quality of education, with 
your experience and everything you have now, if you were not in it, you get straight up, you, you get to the top, you get put <laughs> as one, one commissioner, director. I mean, maybe not commissioner, no, no, but no. like you get put like but a good, but a very good position. Think about the fact that, like, as a, as a northerner, eh, if you have your bachelor's degree or your master's degree that you have in the US and you go back to Nigeria and you say you want to join the army, you're not a foot soldier. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's telling you to carry gun and go and be like yeah. fighting Boko Haram in You go into the military <laughs> at the top. Mm. Yeah. Simply for the fact that you have a degree, you're a northerner, you probably come from wealth for the fact that you have left the country, country to, to begin with. And yeah. everything, right? You go into the military at the top. There's no grind. There's no there's no hustle. Think about how that works for someone from a different tribe. Mm. Right. It's not the same. It's not the same. Okay, so they're going to join the military. They will be put as parastatals chairs, <laughs> and they'll be making good money. They will have a driver that takes them to work, official mm-hmm. car every mm-hmm. day, and they'll start grooming them to be something. Like because there's not that. I mean, sorry, not that much, but there's not <laughs> that many yeah. of them compared to if you go. To the south where everybody don't it's a, they, I get masters. Me too. Get masters. Me too. 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 Where it was just Kenny, and then obviously it was in the nineties or so or eighties, so the animation wasn't very good. But it was like three planks, mm-hmm. um, and then they just nailed the region and Nigeria. Then you see a white man just signing something. Have you seen that video? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the question now, so we know how that's around Nigeria is, and the person who um, offers already brought him up to the show Kuti was that video I, I shared like right. a while back, and he was talking about how. Every region has their own interests, right? They have something that they value mm-hmm. and they have something that they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. This centralized government of Nigeria works against interests of each individual region in its own way, except the one that is in power. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what about decentralizing that power? Kind of like similar to the way America is, yeah. where state governments have the power to make their own laws and, and make their own in their own best interests. Obviously, there will still be like some kind of central. Um, there still be a federal. There will still be a federal government, but whatever. That's and that's. I think that's technically the way Nigeria is written, but it's not the way it's executed. It's actually not the way Nigeria is written. Yes. The way Nigeria is written, the power in the federal government yes. is so it's, it's concentrated. It's concentrated. Yeah. Like and, the police is. And people, mm-hmm. that's yeah. another thing. Police yeah. is national. To the point that, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw it, like two weeks ago, the commissioner of police in Ondo State turned himself to Jitma because he did not want the deputy, the deputy governor was the campaign to another party. Oh. And the governor, maybe being petty or something, says, well, you cannot leave with your official cars. And the commissioner of police too, like, what's his business in politics? He goes there. He locks the and he locks the gates. It's like you can't leave, but you can't leave with the cars. Oh, and I'm wow. like, did this man just turn himself to a gate? <laughs> because he's just trying to look for power. Yeah. So Nigeria is like when when they say things in Nigeria like after God now you they mean it. They mm. mean it. Yeah. They mean it. Like I'm not joking. The power that the governor 
that the president has, it's not a joke. Like yeah. that power. Yeah. That's why they never want to leave. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. security, to... security blanket. I'll be ready to go. I'm going too far. See, or rather, we're not even going far enough. Yes, you will see. It's way deeper than you. Chagaban. That guy will never leave until yeah. he dies. That guy leave where? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Like, Let me tell you something. Uh, yeah, not at all. I cannot. I can never get enough of this. This idea. How can this man is a politician, but he's not holding any politics. He has no he's political post right now. He's not running for anything. No, no. Election, last election, last election, he wasn't running for anything, he wasn't with anything. Tell me why you are using bullion van to carry uh, election funds to his house, his house, his personal. I mean, I think what they asked him was like, What I can do is I want to do with my money or something like that. He said, He said, He said, He said, he said, what is your business with the yeah. drugs that are driving into my house? Yeah. How can you say that? Yeah. Election funds are public funds. He calls, he, calls himself, hey God. he calls himself national leader of um, APC. I feel like that guy is technically running. You don't understand what that guy is. That guy, he's not technically, he is. He's, he's running Nigeria. Running, running the country. He no. is. The no. whole he country? Is. No. Yes. Yeah. So uh. he, he can't even see Buari right now. I don't know about so the whole if, if, you guys, if you guys look at the politics of Nigeria very well, like in APC, there are factions. Mm. You have um, Oshiomole, yeah. Tinubu, all of those guys, they are together. And then you have Rotimi Amechi who said he's onlooking <laughs> for now. Like Rotimi Amechi is not trying to pick any groups mm-hmm. right now. Like they have their own cliques yeah. in APC and how they do things. Um, Oshomale just lost his position as national uh, as the yeah, this thing, and Tinubu too. They chose Ajumobi to replace Oshomale. Ajumobi died. <laughs> oh yeah, he did die. <laughs> he did die. Ajumobi oh, died like yeah. three days later or something like that. Then Buari chooses one guy from the north who they do not like mm. to be the national leader. And the whole plan is this. I think everyone knows this. Jagaban wants to be president. Jagaban wants to run for president in 2023. That was why he supported Buhari. That was why he put his uh, vice president to be a guy who worked in his administration mm-hmm. in Lagos State. Mm-hmm. But now, it's like Buhari is like, I mean, my second term, and Buhari doesn't care. Like, he's not, he's not messing with any of their politics right because now. Because to be honest, I think... That's the thing about like second term presidents. It's like depending the on the wilder. It's vibe. It's vibe. Depending on what you are. Vibe Because there are second term presidents who still have political aspirations, so they still maybe want to go into senate or something or still run. Presidents. There are there are certain presidents. Some of them that still have plans to still be in politics to go into like senate and whatever. Like that's governor. No, even I could, the American presidents who after their second term ran under another president as vice president. Wait, who? I do I know, know that means, but yeah. I do know that the president has gone from the presidency to the Supreme Court. A couple of them, because I remember watching I remember watching I the thing. Well, for most presidents, like second term is fine. But yeah, no, second term is vibes. So, 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 that's why I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. Few. I'm afraid of November. Yeah. No, there are a few of them that like Even they the still power. have political aspirations for random random things that they want to do. But then the one most of them don't, right? And because of that, they have nothing to lose. Yeah, in Nigeria, so right now, that's why Wari, like last year, he was following Tinubu, he was raising their hands and everything. Now, 
Well, if you want to see Buari, first of all, you have to wear all these things because you know Baba is like Baba is Honestly, I don't understand. It's cool. You can't bring you can't bring COVID near Baba. They don't they don't joke. After about carry, don't pass. Yeah, can someone yeah. just sneeze and take one for the team? <laughs> <laughs> someone just enter as rock and sneeze. <laughs> Somebody yeah. I beg, for solutions in Nigeria though, like you I would say this, it goes back to the first thing I think over said. Like we really need to break all these systems. Like it's the barrel, the there's no like, need a proper Niger- like I'm, I did I was doing this research when Ayo was like, Oh let's do this podcast if you're in town. Like, you know, I went into you know, I told you I was mm-hmm. doing some research and I was running some numbers. Nigeria's GDP right now for like 170 million people mm-hmm. the red nigeria is growing so and let me paint this picture for you guys you guys think nigeria is bad right now nigeria is awful so <laughs> like what, what you what you nigeria see what you see right now is going to be like flying first class to what nigeria would be in 30 years yes. if we do yes. not change nigeria course. Is, and is, why i'm saying that so much worse. is in 30 years nigeria will be the third most populous nation yep. in the world. We'll that. after we'll, china and india yes india nigeria. india would have overtaken china will have a population of 400 million people in nigeria Alone, more than uh, in America, more than America, more than Brazil, <laughs> more than anywhere Think else. Think of the landmass in Nigeria and that, that, in America. That's, that is mind blowing. That gives me nightmares. No, that that's not the problem. <laughs> the problem is not the people. It's how you will feed the Those people. Nigeria literally needs yeah. to grow. Like, and this is not a joke. Nigeria needs to grow its GDP by 10 15 percent every year. Hmm. For the next fifteen to twenty years, if we are going to survive that, that's why I'm saying like, what the Nigeria you see today, if we do not change course, like if we not do things like, this is gonna be first class. Yeah. Like this is gonna be. Okay. So you're gonna be like, I miss the Nigeria. Let me tell you you guys something funny, right? Like every period of your life growing up as a Nigerian, you were complaining. Yeah. Yeah. Every single period since you were cognitive, you were complaining about how things were. Yeah. And every year after that, it was worse. It was worse than that. Can you imagine how crazy that is? Yeah. Wait, like, let me. I'll, it's going to. It's crazy. So to even to even get to solutions, I think um, I honestly felt like one year I really was convinced that like I didn't want to run for president, but I was convinced that people should make me president because like I think <laughs> I think I know what to do. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think. And but like. Do you do, 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 do you want that? No, knowing, that responsibility. No, but knowing that, I started to realize that I think many people know what to do. They just don't want to do it. Especially the people in power. Mm-hmm. I I really think that a lot I of people know what to do. I because I I don't want to feel like Even I'm that intelligent that I know everything. I feel like the, the Nigeria is such a there's no it's such an easy fix. It's a long term fix, but it's such an easy fix, right? To certain things, right? Stop I think, yeah, you need to dismantle <laughs> certain <laughs> systems of power that are that are because. We talk about fiscal systems and fiscal policies and all that thing. The thing is, no matter how much money you are making, uh, if the basket is leaking, everything you are pouring will be dropping out from under. Mm-hmm. Right? So there are a lot of fiscal policies that we need to establish, first of all. But I also think, I think if you made me president today, and I feel like we should go around with this, I think if you made me president today, first things first, I think you feel before the senate you feel your no first of all before we even do anything i will reduce how much you pay and incentives paid to office holders exactly before we even pick before we even start you understand before i pick cabinet so the people that i'm picking into the cabinet you know that your salary has reduced you still want the job (laughs) 
money it's not just salary. It's from yeah, yeah. it's from yeah. yeah. Wait, so, who? Who's salary And living in Nigeria, that's a lot of money. That's a lot, that's of, a money. lot of money, easily, especially in this day. But yeah, this was years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I but they want to be greedy. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's been a, it's been a decent episode. Yeah, this is gonna part one and part two for sure. No, no, for sure. Actually, even that like whole scammer part, I'm going to call out and just drop it as like okay, as you know, bonus content. Like, bonus <laughs> the, content. The last word. Me, I don't tell them where you go, go see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right, man. Thank you guys thank for tuning so in on the stream. It's been amazing. And thanks to our guests for really coming through and shining like, really some light on like all Nigerian. There's a lot more to talk about, but like obviously, keep going. Ah, we'll we'll be here for a while. So yeah. who knows? Maybe we'll do more episodes on this eventually or mm-hmm. not, depending. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Fuck with you. Easy. Peace out. Ah man, that was a good one. That was a good one. I'm sure you agree. That's why I still here. <laughs> you're still here. That's how you know it was good. But if you're still listening, we would really appreciate it if you would leave a rating, a review, you know, comment, share, all that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. And these are much whatever you listen to your podcasts on. Yeah. And also, if you feel like you're an interesting person, you have something interesting to talk about. Feel free to DM us on Instagram at Off The Rails Pod and we will review and get back to you. Also follow the podcast, um, follow the Instagram accounts. I think that's the only social account that we do have. So follow yeah, the account now. and, you know, just hit us up and uh, we're definitely open to communicate with everyone who's, who's fucking with us. Come through, let's catch your vibes. It's about to be lit. All right, let's get it.